0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Bonecast. Thank you so much for listening to the past few episodes. Last episode, obviously, we had Matsu on, and that got a lot of uh, really good praise and stuff like that. Really cool to see kind of your comments and people excited to see Sora coming back into the scene. I'm very, very happy for her. Today's episode, I've got an awesome guest. Very, very excited to have this guest on. I've got my, my, my good man, my good friend, and excellent content creator, Nocturnal Fudge, or Fudge, or
1: Brad. How are you doing, my man? i'm doing good i mean we discussed this like we had a little uh non-podcastable discussion before this but like i you know i'm doing good i'm uh generally as the twitter handle would imply and the handle and everything would imply that i usually have a really weird sleep schedule so it's a dev got lucky catching me here in the the one week that i have during every month where i'm awake while the sun is out <laughs>
0: there was a part <laughs> there was a part of me that i was
1: like because
0: i have this week off um so my sleep schedule isn't like amazing i'm still waking up like kind of late ish but not too bad and i was like I'm not going to have to record at like two o'clock in the morning with Brad. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I just need to <laughs> prepare myself for that.
1: But... Honestly, I would have super appreciated that. But I, you know, you get used to, when you're like me, you get used to kind of fitting your schedule around other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. so, Brad, I want to
0: open up the podcast uh, in a different way than I have uh, with other people. I want to open up with a memory, a very fond memory that I have with you oh, specifically. Um, I don't even know okay. if you remember this. We were commentating together at Albion 3 we commentated uh cruise at will three do you remember this
1: i remember this yeah i yeah. remember because i put you on the schedule and you didn't know and i was like dev it's time to do cruise and you're like what and i think <laughs> you'd already commentated like three or four hours i was like come on buddy <laughs> you cruise. and you're like hang on <laughs> wait a second and all, all credit into the world to dev because he actually did it and it was a long shift we did a well, long shift there, but it, it, we. honestly it was one of the most fun commentary
0: blocks that i think I <laughs> yeah. could, like there's two things that well there's two things i specifically remember with it one was the orange joke I don't know oh god! Memory. What was the orange joke? You just uh, had something to do with wishes, and you—it was just like oh! the long. Is it really long re-
1: about the genie? And- yeah, it's
0: the, the guy with the orange <laughs> for a head or some shit. It was the most <laughs> overdrawn, long-drawn joke,
1: and like the payoff
0: was just like, "Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> <Like>, yeah, oh, <laughs> I, I love it. And there was another memory that I have, um where you were telling me, um and I won't indulge in this too much. You were telling me about one of the fears that you had. When you play, in fact, no, you talked about it in one of your videos. You talked about it in your Sonic Adventure Two video.
1: I uh, did, yes, a now deleted video. Um, oh no way! Because... You deleted it? Yeah, sorry, sorry to disappoint. But, oh no, uh, I, actually... <laughs> I did a, I did a minor cleansing not long ago, and I just feel like it wasn't up to snuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of want to tell that story again sometime when I feel like I have the better resources, sure. you know
0: sure i think i mean that'd be a cool video for you to reproduce but um i guess i won't touch on it that much in case i don't, I don't want to
1: well no it's fine we might as well talk about it i've you know it's been out there publicly we were, i, mean, I assuming we were talking about the boom boos then yeah
0: that's right yeah i remember yeah. you mentioning to me like i can't even remember how we got onto the conversation but i said that i was scared of the the massive um triceratops in crash 3 and how yes. it would give me a lot of anxiety when it was chasing me. And you talked about the boom-boos in, in Sonic Adventure 2. And I d- those are, like, two very, very kind of vivid moments in Smash Commentary that kind of stick out to me personally. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you miss Smash Commentary at all?
1: Oh, I totally do. And actually, as a matter of fact, Miz, um, <clears throat> Mystical, for those of you who know him, is doing a Wi-Fi tournament tomorrow that I'll be commentating. Um, oh, no way! Yeah, he's he's doing Smash at Misses online. That's um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a fair few people in this bloom forever gp kyle i think maggie's in it um Damn. Uh, and i haven't commentated anything in ages no I, I wanted to do dbz i was going to go to dbz but obviously uh COVID broke out mm-hmm. um because for all the things that i'm sure we're going to talk about in regards to smash ultimate uh over the course of today um i am still a fan of the series and i mm-hmm. do still enjoy watching it and commentating it to an extent and certainly definitely being around the community you
0: know 100 100 i
1: think we we kind of talked about it quite often in private i guess like me you
0: and and moke or mike um yes, i think yes. i think any kind of pairing of those two like those three people i feel like we always did super well on commentary i miss that man i miss that a lot
1: absolutely some of my, my favorite partners like my favorite commentary blocks are with you actually at reflect i think reflect is oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so kind of a laugh <laughs> Um, that was a that was a fucking weird tournament, wasn't it? It was. It really was the strangest. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about the reflect head TR and our little experience of them oh, at some point. Um but uh yeah, and also my commentary of block with Mike at Albion Four, depressingly was only four sets long because their mm-hmm. scheduling was a bit off. And you know, credit to that team, they had a lot to take care of. But mm-hmm. we only got to do four sets, but I think it was hands down. Certainly my best commentary ever. And Mike was, I don't know speak for him, but I, I can tell you for sure that he was absolutely on form. Yeah. And uh, we came away from that block with like our Twitters blowing up and people being like, these guys are so good. Like, yeah, and I was yeah, like, man. wow, like, so cool.
0: Yeah, man. I remember like, a lot of people, a lot of people talking about how good you and Mike were on commentary at Albion, man. And I mean reflect was,
1: <laughs> <laughs> certainly... <laughs> was certainly... You guys are going to wear sunglasses <laughs> indoors? What? Yes. I don't understand. <laughs>
0: And then the whole situation. We're really three like, hours
1: late. We're just doing what the fuck we want. We're <laughs> talking about like so um you
0: can't call it uh CX because they get real <laughs> What you call it CX. But you could call it sex, that's how it's pronounced. In fact, don't call yeah. it sex, because I don't want you to sort of laugh it. <laughs> I was like, What is this? What's happening here? Yeah,
1: don't call cex, C-E-X on stream because it's pronounced sex. Say sex. Say sex on stream. No swearing, by the way, guys. You are really wearing sunglasses and doors? Jeez. Weirdos.
0: <laughs> it was a, that was a weird, weird time, man. That was a weird weird so time. Strange. When's the last time you went to a kind of Smash tournament to, to
1: commentate or to, to play or anything? I actually think it would have been Bailrig. Wow, really? The last bail rig that me and you were at, I think. Um oh I went to um a smash at Mrs. but that was even that was a long time ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jeez, um sorry. so I think around February, January time.
0: Wow. Wow, that's I do not know. Nice when was,
1: uh, do you remember the bail rig that me and you did a bit of commentary at? i i think because it the wasn't one the most recent did, one. is this, this the one where we did that. cruise against each other we did and i felt really bad because i felt like you really didn't want to do it and i kind of forced the joke and it was that <laughs> one
0: yeah um when was that that was like november time i guess right oh it I might know. even have been november yeah jeez november time or something like that but yeah that was um <laughs> damn that was a long time ago i mean you mentioned kind of how you miss mr smash scene do you miss competing at all <laughs>
1: um specifically in this game no not really unfortunately um like, like i said i definitely miss the community and the people and i would i do plan on still being at a couple things here and there just to hang with people um but obviously current situations has put that one and truly on hold
0: 100 100 and i guess i feel like there's such a there's such a weird paradigm in smash at the moment in that the people who like it are playing it and they're not really speaking too much about the positives of it they're kind of just playing and whatever but like the people who mm-hmm. are the biggest fans are pointing out the flaws quite quite correctly in the game and i don't know there doesn't really seem to be too much objection to those flaws a lot of the time do you feel like when it comes to ultimate i mean you did a whole video on it and we'll, co- we'll talk about that a little bit later but like yeah. do you feel like ultimate as a competitive game just it's not it's not there for the uk or is it
1: not just there for you um i mean it's it's certainly not there not there for me unfortunately um i i couldn't really speak as to why people aren't really coming to its defense so much i mean i'm not sure if you've seen but esam has done a response to my video um in which he he you know me and him have some disagreements he was very respectful about the whole thing he, he, he dm'd me in advance to check that he could do it and we kind of discussed some things and i'm very appreciative of that he was coming at, at it from a very different perspective than i was he is coming at it from the perspective of a competitor and he's saying that like yes a lot of these things are the way they are but if you're a competitor then you should get over that and you should just deal with it to Mm -hmm. which he's right um but then my response to that would be that doesn't make it well designed and then his argument to that is well maybe it should not be called the competitive failings of smash ultimate and i say well perhaps the design failings of smash ultimate would be a better title but it still applies to the competitive play because that's how that's where you need to understand these things
0: i think so um i think so
1: I think the, th- uh, the 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 positives if i were to speculate perhaps the reason you don't hear the positives of smash ultimate being uh, talked about more often is because in my opinion it, it's pretty close to being objectively flawed in terms of design and the, the things about smash ultimate that are its best traits are kind of the intangibles you know what i mean like the charm the the kind of the crossover appeal of all of it the aesthetics i mean god it's a beautiful looking game you know and like so many things in sound design all these little bits are really nice but i do just think it it pretty hardcore falls apart when it comes to the the gameplay department unfortunately that's interesting that's interesting because there's a part of me that's like i i there's a part of me that kind of agrees with two
0: two sides of this camp right in that i can agree with Isan to an extent where it's like okay um yes there are shortcomings in the game I mean, you talk you talk about like the design failures, and obviously that plays into the competitive side of it, like you said it yourself, right? So I could definitely see yeah. that side of it where it's just like you kind of just need to embrace that if you're a competitor, but at the same time, it's like you have to be critical about these kind of things as well. Uh, otherwise, it's just like where do you where do you learn where do you grow kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, like. Um... I say it at the end of the video, but part of the reason that I made the video is because prior to that video, and not to toot my own horn, but I do think it's gotten better since the video has come out. Um, I don't think the discourse was particularly healthy around the game either way. You either had people just completely trashing on it mindlessly and not really giving any reasons as to why they weren't satisfied with the game, or just kind of defending it because I think they're tired of criticism directed at Smash specifically on principle, which I get, because it's a series that has drawn a lot of unnecessary fire from its supposedly superior contemporaries and stuff, you know? And um, I make that video as really an attempt to, to hit like a halfway point. Let's actually talk about the issues reasonably so that we can accept them and understand them and hopefully uh either you know call for the developers to make improvements or maybe to try and find ways around them ourselves Let's just have a healthier way of talking about this game because right now. We're not getting anything done hmm
0: it's, it's interesting as well that you say that because that dialogue and I guess lack thereof in terms of the healthy side of it I think that's been such a blight on on the actual discussion around this game because like I, there's so many times where you'll hear smash players um and i guess myself included i've been guilty of this where you just throw around buzzwords and it's just like you don't (laughs) you don't fully understand or grasp the the actual severity of it so like if i was to say oh oh, the buffer system's dumb and it's like do you fully understand the extent of the buffer system do you understand how it's been implemented and why it's actually a problem or are you just saying something because you've heard other people say it and honestly exactly um, like for me personally like there was a part of me that was probably on the on the liar side of it i'd hear people complaining about the buffer system and i'd be like yeah that is really stupid but i didn't really understand it that well and then when you explained it in your video i was just like oh okay so now i understand the design of it that is really fucking stupid <laughs> yeah yeah but i don't know it, it, it does feel like i think since that video um there has been a much healthier discourse around the game which is which is really really cool as well i feel that
1: way mm-hmm Mm
0: -hmm. um before we kind of talk about the video a little bit more as well and kind of what spawned from there uh, i wanted to talk a little bit about a game that you do like in in smash for the wii u and smash for the 3ds yeah um obviously you look on that time um very fondly and stuff like that you were a top competitor back in that day um i remember when i was watching your video you had to like almost justify why you were allowed to make your arguments you're like don't worry i'm i am okay at this game don't yeah, worry. yeah
1: i did because it's like you said yourself there is a lot of smash content out there that's just kind of made by people who don't really know what they're talking about so yeah. i kind of wanted to show that i am someone who at least has a grasp of understanding just i kind of, you know, of understanding the understandable
0: yeah. yeah and that's it like when you look back at smash 40 um what do you what do you mostly kind of like what do you mostly fondly remember uh what what do you think your peaks were your achievements T- tell me a little bit about kind of your journey in smash four
1: um well i you know i don't want to big myself up too much because i i never um,
0: do it do it big yourself I, up I achieved right a
1: now. lot of, i achieved a lot of my goals um but my one big goal was to get on the top 15 in the pr and i never achieved that um which is unfortunate but then i kind of i wrote my goals down you know because i think it's scientifically proven that if you write your goals down you're more likely to achieve them mm-hmm. um and so i had a bunch of things it was like one of them was top 8 of dbz which uh i got right at the end of the game's lifespan um <laughs> funny memory of that one that's the one where whammy was staying with me and he died <laughs> you know the one where he did what? the money match was funny and he just oh wasn't my God. He yeah just he wasn't, was like he was
0: like dying at that tournament wasn't he
1: that's the that's the one that i was housing him for and it's the same one that i got top eight at so like i was on the i think we were on the train home and i was like buzzing i was so excited i was so happy and then it's just whammy like half unconscious next to me like yeah, that's great brad and i was like come on man like get excited <laughs> what's like, your enthusiasm
0: dad he's like yeah
1: um yeah that was obviously like one of the one of my favorite events ever it wasn't just that it was the um, me and Kyle both made top eight at that tournament on opposite sides, which is just a coolest little oh, yeah. storyline thing. You know, he um he was the guy pretty much who I came up in the scene with, he introduced me to the scene. Um we were the grand final of the first ever Essex local. Um we were doubles partners, you know. Um and granted he top eight in DBZ before that, but just for this for this thing to happen at the same time was such a cool coincidence, mm-hmm. granted we we both went out to fire emblem characters in Loser's Top Eight. But we made place. it.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I knew um, kind of
0: you were kind of like was it solo Falco? You were entirely solo Falco, right? You didn't really do many secondaries or anything like that. You had like a uh, Actually maybe. towards
1: the end I did start using DK and Game & Watch both quite a lot more. Oh yeah, so
0: you had the Game & Watch as well. You had the Game Watch.
1: Yeah, I used Game Watch pretty much against Bayer, Um and I used DK against swordy They brought me like reasonable success like beat a few, like players and stuff with DK the average Bayo I could beat with Game Watch so it's just to kind of get me through those really rough matchups
0: <laughs> it just reminded me <laughs> it just reminded me. Uh. And when you when, <laughs> when you came to Point that one time and you were just like you were like oh I've got to play against a Bayo in uh. round run on that. <laughs> and you're just like oh it's probably him with the trilby on his <laughs> like that
1: and, and it absolute, actually was It was, yeah.
0: absolutely was that guy It's was like oh, fuck literally sick. like
1: a a full venue i was told that i was gonna have to play a Bayomay, and i was like i bet it's that guy and it literally was <laughs> in the whole venue <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man I'm. That, that was it that's it you got the beta <laughs> excellent <laughs> excellent um so like obviously you were kind of the the best were you the best falco in europe or at least one of them, surely, right? I think
1: there was, there was a period in which I was the best Falco in Europe, which is after Anne Ragan from France basically stopped playing the game. Um He was really good. He was so... He blew my mind when I first saw him. And he... I owe a lot, obviously, of, honestly, of my improvement to him because uh, I remember seeing a VOD of him playing in France, beating gluteny in grand finals of a French local. Uh, I think reset the bracket on him and everything. It was crazy. Like, wow. people... I just... You know, <laughs> sometimes I used to get frustrated and be like, man, why didn't none of the Falcos, like, you know, why does no one talk about me when they talk about top Falcos? But Ragon would have had more right than anyone to be mad because nobody knew about him. But he was oh, unbelievable. He was absolutely godlike. Um, he was he was PR'd in France with Solo Falco for a long time. Had wins on Gluto and so many other people. Um, I remember I Discord DM'd him one day, just like, hey, can you teach me to do all the cool stuff that you do? And I, I was kind of expecting just, like, not get a reply or, or get something really rude, but instead this really polite guy who speaks really good at English got back to me and was like, yeah, I'll help. And then he just, he taught me so much stuff. You know, oh, he nice. taught me uh, he taught me that turnarounds were one frame, and so that after you do a down throw raw back air you can actually turn around and do a down tilt to continue the combo before most characters can do something to escape. It's not a true combo, but it's like an, you know, an extension on a string, and it's really hard for people to escape. Mm. Really crazy, cool technical stuff like that.
0: Awesome! That's awesome. Shout out to that guy, man. Like, I've definitely seen the name before, and I think, I think they played Ultimate a little
1: bit. Um, He's Orion's brother. No way! Is that right? Legit. Seriously? I did yep. not know that. He he used to tell us all like back in the days of Smash Four, that he had a brother who was sick at the game, and you know, you hear that kind of stuff all the time. Like, yeah, okay. And now that guy is actually like top twenty Europe free.
0: Yeah. He's like I think he's like third in France or something like that, maybe. He's really so, good, yeah. Really, really, really good. Shout out to Orion, mm-hmm. man. I think it, in fact no, Orion's like top ten Europe, I think, at this point, right? It's like I think it might be. Yeah. It's like eighth or something like that. That's crazy. that is crazy. It. That is crazy. Um Okay, so I guess um I, I kinda wanted to talk a little bit, obviously, about the video that you made around around smash ultimate and kind of the the competitive failings of smash ultimate as you titled it and i guess we've already kind of talked about it a little bit i guess looking back at it now um i mean what you're like 340k views deep at this point right Um, did you expect it to blow up in any kind of facet as to the level it
1: has at the moment so i I expected it to be big because almost all of my twitter following was already Smash as it was Mm -hmm. um i kind of you know i did it i did it part, for one thing because i was passionate about it and because i cared about it because i wanted to do it but also this would be really good for my channel you know like no one else is talking about this mm-hmm. or at least not in this manner i could be the you know if you want something done right do it yourself you know that was exactly. kind of a mentality like someone needs to say something in a in a polite and civil and coherent manner and not just either trash on it or defend it mindlessly and you know um, I made a very concerted effort to give the game a lot of credit during the video um, because there are a lot of good things about Ultimate that I like, um, but certainly I never anticipated it to get to that level. I was hoping for a thousand views in the first day, and I think I was uh, over 10,000 views a in the first day. thousand
0: views, holy shit, that is... <laughs> Yeah. that's wild to think about now god damn and, yeah because
1: yeah, there's a bit in the video where i make a joke about being a youtube channel with under a thousand subscribers i show a screenshot of me with 670 subscribers yeah. and you'll see a bunch of comments now being like what the fuck he had 600 what when insane
0: yeah. insane
1: i think like,
0: I, I was kind of saying it a little bit before i started recording the podcast for the for the listeners at home i suppose like um me and mike who live together and a few other people in our kind of circle we're like the biggest fans of brad's content (laughs) and like to see to see your content do very very well it makes us it makes us very happy um because you are a very very good content creator and i guess for that video specifically do you look at that video do you see anything in particular maybe that you in hindsight could criticize or maybe want to change or anything
1: yeah, there's a couple of things. Um, for one thing, I, I was trying out these cute new little purple backgrounds, but I think I used them a bit too much. <laughs> okay. um, but on a, on a more macro level, I do get a lot of comments often telling me that I take way too long to get to the point. And okay. on on one hand, I often say, well, that's just my style. That's just how I am. I'm a rambly guy. And if you don't want to listen to me, just kind of talk about whatever. If you just don't enjoy listening to me, then that's fine. Don't watch. Um, but to be fair... It does actually take literally five minutes in that video for me to get to my first point (laughs) so you know there's a lot like i also i I also make a concerted effort to work a lot of jokes into my video because i also think controversial and uh contentious topics like this are much easier to digest if you can be made to smile and laugh along with it as well and have some fun with it yeah um, of course but obviously naturally that takes up more time and makes the videos longer as well and there's a lot of like kind of silly jokes like there's a whole one minute long clip of me getting killed by dx 17's rosalina at 30 and like mm-hmm. slumping in my chair um in there and I think it's necessary to keep that in for flavor, but it does obviously elongate things and, and cause it to take five minutes. Um, and there's a couple of things that I kind of, um, there's a couple of things I didn't mention. I didn't talk about the knockback and hit stun and how I think that's kind of a problem because it means that a lot of the game's combos are one or two hits at most. Yeah, um, yeah. And... It's funny you, you know, always mentioned
0: that as well because I because I, when I watched that video I was actually kind of surprised you didn't mention the the kind of uh, knockback and the fact that most combos are kind of just like a one or two piece
1: and then and yeah
0: done for the for the most part besides like Palunera maybe
1: um, I I was really trying to avoid the video going over forty minutes but there was a lot more I could have talked about could have talked about input lag um, mm. I do also make a mistake when I'm talking about the Wi Fi because I say that um, I speculate and I've seen a lot of other people online speculating that the bad ultimate wi-fi is due to nintendo's online service but a lot of people have corrected me saying it's actually just netcode it's a netcode thing Yeah. um so you know fair enough i take my lumps on that and i correct myself in the the pin comments there's a few minor little corrections and stuff here but for the most part it went down pretty much how i was hoping it to
0: amazing and i guess the the important thing i guess for you as a channel is like Proving that you're not just a one-hit wonder, and I'm, I say that it sounds like really mean, but like you've, <sighs> you've I mean, you straight away prove that you're not because you've released a, a Pokemon based video and it's got like nearly 200k views as well. Yes. Is, yes. Man, that's gotta be that's gotta be a wild feeling, right? Like just seeing your your channel blow up and stuff like that. How are you feeling about like the whole the whole kind of potential YouTube fame that you getting from it?
1: It's it's crazy. It's super cool. Um, it's obviously very gratifying, and I super appreciate it. I do always have a bit of anxiety that um, people will get the wrong idea of me because I do kind of big analysis videos every so often, um, but that's not what I want to be known for, and that's not the main intention of the channel. The main intention of the channel is meant to entertain, and it's supposed to be funny and stupid and silly and goofy. Sure. Um, but when I'm be- when I'm like, you know, I'm like, hey, a new video coming out. I get a bunch of bunch of people being like, you talk about Gen Four, you talk about Gen Three, you talk about Melee, and I'm like, mm-hmm. nope. Nope, nope, none of those things, like, you know, I, you know, there's tons of people, there's so many people on YouTube um, doing, like, video game analysis, and they do it very well, um, and I just think, you know, there's, uh, well, I, I can do something different as well, you know, and that's what I'm really focused on, and I'm literally, literally as, we, uh, as soon as this is over, I'm going to go ahead and render my latest main series video, I kind of have this main series fudge stuff, which is like, um, Kind of like writing and comedy interspersed with video games it's hard to explain um but if you've seen one then you know what i'm talking about there's only one out right now actually it's so the animal crossing one but mm-hmm. um that's the kind of thing that i really want to be known for i don't know if you've seen um brian david gilbert unraveled polygon he does does this kind of I thing i
0: have not unfortunately
1: okay it's it's somewhat similar to that if you've seen it um Although I, I worry that some people will call me a knockoff and I'm like, no, I, I started doing this before I even knew of him. But yeah, basically there is a bit of an anxiety that people get the wrong idea of who I am, but mm. you can't complain when something that you've been working for, for this long finally takes off, you know? So it's all just kind of a transitional process. And, uh, I trust that things will work themselves out in the end, as long as I can kind of communicate my ideas well enough.
0: I think so. I think so. And I think, it's important that like when it comes to your analysis videos, they aren't just like strictly analysis. You do keep your kind of your brand of humor and stuff like that in there as well. And then when they watch videos yeah. that aren't necessarily analysis videos, like they can see the same brand of humor, which is really, really important exactly. as well. And um I think back to the Animal Crossing video, which is excellent by the way. Big, big fan of that one as well. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was a big fan of that one. Um and like yeah, I mean it's 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 very very difficult i suppose to to have the duality because like because now that you're known for this this video where you've done like a proper breakdown analysis of smash on such a micro level the transition from that over to to stuff that's more kind of writing and comedy based for people who have come from that video it's going to be quite difficult i suppose how do you how do you feel like you can manage that i suppose
1: um well the big things like you say is like keeping the the humor consistent and never taking myself too seriously um because like I say, there's a lot of other people who do analysis and they are very serious and down-to-earth. And uh, I'm a very opinionated guy on almost everything. But on, as far as YouTube is concerned, I always think that there's too many people online just trying to give you the facts and trying to like strive for objectivity. And there's not enough people just having fun with subjectivity and just yeah. telling stories and having fun with it. And so in the Smash Ultimate video as much as it is a hardcore kind of down to the wire analysis here's the facts here's the stats here's the frame data i work in a lot of silly stories about myself as well to kind of give the viewer a sense of personality and identity Mm -hmm. and not like you're just listening to some random disembodied voice just kind of drone on at you like i talk about how i had a bet with my friends that snake would not get into the next smash smash Mm -hmm. game and i said if snake does get into the next smash game i will eat my own shit. and then Mm -hmm. snake got in and uh it's little touches like that that i think kind of keep things somewhat consistent um have but also feel, down have the line you, have you have you um fulfilled that no right um well so, I, did, I never said i do it on camera so we'll say for the purposes of yeah we'll say yeah i, have. Well, I
0: don't want you to be branded as a
1: liar that's I mean. fine no one can prove it
0: hmm. no one can prove it's
1: um, true no true so it's not really a debate worth having is it
0: <laughs>
1: continue with your point brad <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah i just um also like this analysis thing i'm not going to be doing this forever because another problem is that people bite off more than they can chew and they try and like it's smash something that i really know a lot about because i spent a lot of time playing smash competitively and doing all this other stuff um but i don't have the same level of knowledge for every other game mm-hmm. and so i can't analyze every other game to that extent so by that logic i shouldn't really be doing this analysis thing forever where you know being stupid and, and come up with come up with weird concepts and ideas for videos that kind of stuff is infinite it never runs out you know
0: sure sure is there any is there any game in particular that you haven't got around to making kind of a, a company-based video around um that you that you're really looking forward to or one that you really want to do
1: there's a few um my first video that i ever made which has obviously been deleted because absolute trash was a video about how billy hatcher is the greatest video game crossover in history that's Um,
0: a bold statement jesus christ oh yeah
1: (laughs) i'm gonna make an argument for it being above the mcu above smash ultimate and above the beatles um doing while my guitar gently weeps with uh, eric clapton
0: i hate this i hate everything about this (laughs) i hate everything about this I mean, I'm here yeah. for it because, there's, like, somehow you'll fucking convince me that I'll be like, you know, yep, Knuckles being in Billy Hatchet, better than MCU, 100%. You're
1: right. You're on your right tracks. You're on the right tracks. <laughs> for- All I'll say is that there's a character you can play as in a game called Bantan. I remember Bantan. Um, He's a big boy. Yeah, if you change two of those letters around, Billy Hatchet becomes an amazing crossover.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's, oh, that's right. <laughs> I know I know comedy, bro That is comedy. I know comedy. I'll
1: see you Thank now, you. Bro. I'm a very strange person.
0: <laughs> um is there is there anything else at all? Like Billy Hatcher is one that you you kinda of deleted, maybe one have you got one that you maybe haven't created too much content around yet? Or well,
1: a well, little spoiler alert, but um I recently revealed that for every major subscriber milestone I get, that being ten thousand, twenty-five thousand, fifty thousand, seventy-five thousand, and a hundred thousand for the first four leading up to 100,000, I'm going to be talking about... Um, there are four games that I've ever played that I would rate a 10 out of 10, that I think are just 10 out of 10 games. And for those four milestones, I'm going to do four-length videos where I just kind of talk about them. Um, and obviously, I am now overdue for my 10,000 one So as mm. soon as I'm finished uploading my video today, I'm going to begin work on the 10,000 subscribers celebration, where I mm. talk about the first of these four games. Um, and I guess, since you're listening to this and you know a large majority of um my subscriber base and my following will be in the dark i can tell you that later this month it will be a video on breath of the wild which is a game that i think is a 10 out of 10.
0: no way you think that game is 10 out of 10
1: yeah i think it's that good wow
0: i mean i've been playing it recently and it's super fucking good i won't lie um i mean look I'm, i'm sure you'll be able to like discuss it much more eloquently than i could instead of me just like kind of staring at the screen just going yeah, it's it's really good like but you can feel it
1: already can't you
0: right you know what i mean yeah exactly like i'll play it on stream and like I, I don't know there's just like such a sense of wonder to it so i got to a um a bit recently on my stream where um it was like in this this forest or something like that um mm-hmm. and there's like just bear goblins and stuff like that everywhere it's like it's really really cool it does feel like such a wonderfully designed game um i look forward to the video when you make
1: it it is such a wonderful design it's exactly the kind of game you should go into with having no spoilers because there's so many moments that you will have you know what i mean there's so many little things that will happen to you out in the overworld you're just like whoa <laughs> and you you'll never forget it it gives you moments and memories and i think that's like the most powerful thing that a game can do 100%. is like give you stories you need memories from games man.
0: It's, that's interesting because you kind of talked about it in in your uh, pokemon video in that it's very much about kind of eliciting some kind of memory from the game and like your experience with the game rather than being like uh, kind of have this ham-handed story that you have to walk down linearly and i think that's such an important part of game design to kind of allow for that yes, yeah. yes absolutely yes, i think it was a very very well put point i guess uh, one thing i really wanted to talk uh, to you about and it's one that i mentioned to you a little bit earlier so obviously you've made um th- this video around the competitive failings of smash ultimate and and you've made a lot of content generally that's all very very good um and I, I i guess i'll speak on my behalf rather than speaking on on your behalf but like i'll see a lot of videos made by people in the smash scene that are of uh, i mean look they're not they're just really low effort there's nothing particularly <laughs> great about them and i don't want to say that's your opinion as well i'm sure you can talk about it much more eloquently than i can again um i think i think about some channels obviously you've got uh people um what's it the beefy smash dudes who did like all these kind of m- the more kind of micro levels of kind of what to implement in competitive gaming and stuff like that when it comes to smash which are yeah. really good kind of tutorials and stuff like that that kind of level of video you don't really see that anymore it's very much just a case of oh i'm playing against a 12 year old prodigy and it's like yeah they the. <laughs> go to school they do their numeracy (laughs) homework and then they play smash for seven hours of course they're good at the game what do you mean Um, not naming names not naming names (laughs) and and it's just like it's very very low effort content and i think it's 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 kind of damaging in terms of when we're trying to produce content um in smash and i'm not going to go out of my way and say like my content is much better than that because at least i mean they're creating content i'm not really doing much around (laughs) that um but what's your kind of views in in terms of the the content generation and the level of content that's happening within the smash scene
1: uh well first of all your content is definitely better than 90 percent of the smash content out there i can say that for sure i appreciate that thank you (laughs) uh yeah um so i i don't watch too much smash content nowadays Mm -hmm. um but the little bits i've seen i know of a few channels who kind of do the same thing and I guess that's like actually kind of it is doing the same thing over and over. I don't know if you remember, there was a, a channel actually back in the smash four days. I think the guy himself, he called himself Deku tree or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was a chic player and he talked about the concepts of neutral um, and so many fascinating stuff and how they related to smash. Um, it was some of the best smash content content I've ever seen. And I think it really helped me learn a lot about the game and helped me improve a lot watching his videos and, mm-hmm. um, Because there's a lot of FGC content out there, but not a lot of people are really talking about how, like, um, FGC concepts apply to Smash specifically, because Smash is such a different fighting game to any other fighting game. And I guess that's why, because there's not too much kind of crossover appeal. Mm -hmm. Um, So instead of talking about, you know, the nuances of neutral, like Deku Tree did, or or talking about, you know, in-depth frame data and how buffer systems and short-up macros interact with each other, that's how we instead get... Oh my this twelve year old has the best Charizard I've ever seen. You know? <laughs> um, Mike? I guess what I think could be done better kind of goes back to what I said earlier, right? A lot of a lot of the content that is made around these games is kind of soulless. It's just it, it's I think it's kind of a, a thing on the all, all of the internet is people just trying to give you the facts mm-hmm. or just kind of trying to give you their opinion and send you on their way. And it's like I feel like if if uh if you don't know who someone is, or you don't have a good sense of someone who who someone is, mm-hmm. then I don't see why you should care about their opinion, because they're just a they're just a voice, you know? So okay. um, I enjoy a lot of the stuff that the Beefy Smash dudes make. I like most of the stuff that, like Esam makes, for example. I really like hearing Esam talk about fighting games and FGC concepts, because he shows that he's really smart about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, And no dick to him specifically, but I would love to hear people who clearly have good minds for this kind of stuff talk about this kind of stuff rather than just go for the kind of surface level i played a person and uh on quick play and they beat me a few times um if i would speculate on why it's happening i think it's because a lot more people it's because of the advent of streaming more people are streaming smash than ever before Mm -hmm. and um as a result they don't get the time to also put into their content so they turn their streams into their content right and then their content just kind of becomes... Here's what happened while well, I played a completely average 8-hour session of Smash that I'm trying to kind of sensationalize and turn into a big thing, you know? So, it's kind of a streaming versus content thing, maybe.
0: Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I'm never going to kind of take people down or be upset at people doing that. Like, you've got your grind. Like, you know what works in the system. You go do your thing. That's fine. Um, but I just... I don't know. There's, there's just a point where it just thinks, like, there's so much potential... what could be created with smash ultimate in terms of content and because it's not the easy content to make you just don't see it too often and it's a shame it's a shame i don't think we'll get too many people in the smash scene making videos to the level in which you made the competitive uh, competitive failings of (laughs) Ultimate video i don't think we'll get that too often which is which is a bit of a shame i think
1: yeah i mean like obviously people have asked me if i'll ever talk about smash again in the future and for the time being i've said no Mm -hmm. but i have also said that should ultimate ever get the fixes or the changes that i really want it to get Mm -hmm. i would love to do a video the competitive resurgence of smash ultimate you know like where it's improved how it's how it's changed for the better Sure. project m and p plus seem like interesting talking points that no one's really talking about long form because it's Mm -hmm. kind of an unofficial thing um I guess, I mean, yeah, not to, not to flip the podcast on you, Dev, but you were saying about how you feel like there's so much potential. I get the vibe that you're trying to do kind of what I did. You're you're in very much a kind of, if you want something done right, do it yourself kind of mindset mm. with what you guys are doing with patchwork, right?
0: Right, yeah. And I mean, at the moment, it, it's obviously a little bit slow in that um, it's a little bit started for content in that we don't really have um, tournaments that we can showcase <laughs> at the moment, which is a bit of a shame, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, hundred percent, it's like we don't really see too many teams out there making loads and loads of content, so we decided we wanted to be that team who does it um there's a part of me that's like, do I want to start making content that would uh, that would kind of involve that like it, for the longest time, I've wanted to do a video on on guides around commentary and stuff like that even though like i mean who the fuck am i to give people advice on commentary shut up Great but i, mean, I would but, but, you did that. okay well we'll see anyway like i would love to make a video basically saying okay here here are the the levels of, of kind of here are the things that i picked up from commentary and here were the things that i did to kind of start off in commentary that's what kind of stuff like you people should do as well um there's stuff around kind of highlighting different scenes in the UK that I wanted to do kind of showcasing different players from regions and stuff like that maybe that other people haven't heard of like places like Ireland and different areas in Scotland and like there's a lot of ideas I have um but I can't really fucking do that right now because I've got yeah. a nine to five Monday to Friday which is the worst <laughs> I suppose yeah. um but like I don't know I just, I, I would love to see. More, I guess it's just long-form content, long-form content. It doesn't even necessarily have to be, like, analytical content. It could be, like, it could just be, like, comedy or entertainment or whatever the fuck it is. It's just, like, I just want something different from, I played this kid on Wi-Fi, best of seven, and he was really good. I just get, it's just, it's so contrived and boring.
1: yeah. I think so. you're definitely you do like definitely want something different like that's the kind of key thing is that like there's so many people who just do the same thing over and over again and we mm-hmm. both i see it as well like i don't have the same drive to make smash specific stuff but i can clearly see the potential for much more interesting things to be talked about um you know just off the top of my head like a lot of people who aren't Japanese don't really know the depth and the complexities of the differences between the North American and Japanese metagame. Mm-hmm. So if someone not from Japan could do the right research and present the the complexities and the differences to the more mainstream North American and European audience, it would probably do a great deal in the kind of the conversations we have around the metagame and the, the information we have traveling around it, you know, because. Someone brought up, quite rightly, a very good point in the comments of my Smash Ultimate video. Perhaps the reason that you're not seeing the um, changes to the meta game that you feel are necessary or that you like is because the design team are focused on Japan, and the meta is actually quite a lot more different there yes. than you might realize. Really and I was is. like, yeah. shit, yeah, you're right. Like, fucking Piranha Plant in winner's finals of that huge major just the other month, you know? Yeah, like true. There's stuff going on there. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. i think that's a, yeah. that's an interesting point that's a really really interesting point point. and again like i mean full 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 credit to the people who are who are making this content that maybe i haven't seen and i mean look if you're if you're one of those people who are just making the quick content because you need you you sustain it yourself like fucking more power to you right um who am i to criticize that shit you guys are doing you grind you do you um and full power to you but yeah there is a, there is a part of me that just thinks like i don't know there's just so much more that can be that can be true. That totally is. There definitely is. <laughs> Brad, it's been amazing having you on on the podcast so far. I do have um one more thing before you leave though. And I don't have you watched any of the have you ever have, have you listened to any of the episodes of the podcast so far? I was gonna
1: I was gonna pretend to be surprised, the dramatic irony, but yes, I did watch the Matsu one, so I know you're gonna give me a number to choose.
0: Okay, so I need you to pick a number between one and two hundred and thirty seven. I appreciate the honesty <laughs> as well.
1: That's okay. Has anyone picked a number over two hundred? I feel like they probably haven't, right? I don't think they have, no okay let's go with uh 206 then 206 what was your strongest memory from primary school oh geez oh oh you so, know what i can was make gonna it a happy say happy memory do you, want, was, you can make it a sad yeah, memory if you want I guess playground because i was a really small kid but um oh, no. <laughs> we did a we did a school play of bugsy malone you have seen bugsy malone before? i have seen bugsy malone yeah that's right do you want to guess which character i was were you? Were you? Were you Bugsy Malone? <laughs> I was not Bugsy Malone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Who are you? I was Fat Sam. You were what? I was Fat Sam. Oh um, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not that I was a, a particularly rotund child. They tried- <laughs> I hope
0: you weren't typecast for that. Yeah, I was about to say that's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> my
1: name's like Sam, so it has got to be something. <laughs> um, they put a they put a pillow on my shirt and everything, but um, yeah, like I think that's kind of when I. Um, I, it went really well and i got i got praised a lot by the teachers it was like year five but um i guess that's kind of i pictured that as when i realized that i was a drama kid i guess you know the kind of more theatrical uh artsy side of me as opposed to like science or maths or pe or anything like that was my kind of thing
0: mm-hmm. that's oh that's interesting oh because that, that could have maybe that was the start maybe that was the start <laughs> of yeah, not yeah to. Well, but
1: it's like, you know, being in front of people, entertaining people, you know, like kind of, yeah, is when I realized like, damn, I, I you know, I can kind of do this.
0: I guess a similar uh, a kind of origin story for me is I remember I was on the playground and um, it was just after a biology lesson that we had. Mm. Uh, well, it, well, it was a science lesson, but it was talking about the human anatomy and such. Um, And the basketball nets were set up on the playground and um, we were playing basketball, me and a couple of my classmates and then one of the uh one of the kids from a year below us it was called Craig Eccles um Eccles kicks Craig they called him I didn't call him that because that's really fucking horrible <laughs> but um he he wanted to play basketball with us as well um and we were like well we've got quite a lot of people here already um so we're not going to do that uh and then craig kind of took the ball from us which was a weird Uh-oh. it was a weird move it was a weird move for a kid from a lower year to do that to, to higher yeah. year kids um so then i got another ball
1: and i threw it at him this I, <laughs> sorry can i stop you where is this not just the origin story is you becoming extremely violent well so, so i threw the ball at him <laughs> i'm waiting for like the nice moral to come in like so this kid called craig came along took my ball and i fucking battered him right so i threw the
0: ball at him he started getting upset he started crying or something like that um and i snatched the ball off him and i called him a penis um, <laughs> because what year was this again um uh, this was in year five this Sick. is in year five so i would have been what like eight nine years old maybe penis. um I called him a penis because we heard that word in the science lesson uh, that we just uh. got in. I said, stop being a penis. And then he started crying more. And then he went over to the person who was kind of overseeing the break time called Mr. Geldoid. And uh, Mr. Geldoid uh, was obviously speaking to Craig. And Craig must have said something along the lines of Dev has said a, a horrible word to me. And Mr. Geldoid walked over and was like, Dev, what what have you said to Craig? I just said I called him a penis because he was being a penis, and Mr geldoid started laughing. So at that point, I knew, I kind of knew I was off the off the hook at that point.
1: He was just like, just like, "Listen, Dev, I know comedy,
0: <laughs> no, that's <was> comedy. You <laughs> call him a penis? Let's go, <laughs> let's go, <laughs> let's fucking go, <laughs> let's go <laughs> so and go, Dev. Everyone just just um, but yeah, he started laughing a little bit. He contained himself. He was like, "You can't call people penis. That's a really nasty thing to say." I was like, "Sorry, Mr geldoid um." and yeah that's the story
1: that's when you realize that you could get away with violence through Uh, comedy violence
0: um bullying Um, yeah you can be as violent and bully as many people as you want but as long as you you make the authorities laugh
1: yes if there's (laughs) anything you take away from this podcast today let it be that brad and dev both encourage you Mm -hmm. to make people laugh to get out of That's yeah. Just ma- well, maybe we'll leave out the second part make yeah let's laugh.
0: just let's just make people laugh let's not let's not necessarily think about the motive for making people laugh whether it be yes. the 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 acceptance and the and the praise and the congratulatory nature of say uh making people entertained in a play or mm-hmm. or the the other one the other one uh but, Brad, <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure uh pleasure. You. it's been an absolute pleasure having you your podcast man um i will say like um we haven't really kept up as maybe as much as maybe we should so if you ever want to uh, talk and stuff like that please 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 let me know um and Sounds i, hope great. You I might do that sometime i hope you're doing very well but that is going to be the end of the bone cast thank you very very much for listening if you have the ability to rate the podcast on the platform that you're listening to please do consider leaving us a rating but until the next episode i'll speak to you all soon goodbye
1: bye, bye.